Welcome to the Moto Moves Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Moto Moves. Um, just, um, I've been thinking about um, this week's episode and um, I didn't really know which direction to go because there's a lot of things that happen. Um, but um, I decided to talk about dating or relationships after an abusive relationship. Um, because um, in that in this time frame is where I met my now husband is the first person I dated after um, my divorce. And not only that, after an abusive relationship. So um, I thought that it's important to cover that. Um, so anyway, I guess today we'll be talking about that. Um, as I said before, he was my Navy recruiter, um, initially when I was trying to find a job and, um, we spent a lot of time together. Um, he was tutoring me. Um, and then eventually I found a job and so then we just kind of became friends and then we kind of became more than friends. Um, and it was funny because we both, so he had just recently, um, been divorced as well. Um, but definitely a much cleaner divorce <laughs> than mine. So, um, when, um, we were, I want to say friends with benefits, um, we, we did, we both told each other, um, we never wanted to get married again. I said, I didn't want to have more kids. The one was good enough for me. Um, he said the same. He didn't want to ever have, get married again. He didn't want kids. Um, and so we kind of, both had the same mentality. Um, so I guess that's one thing that we mutually agreed on, um, at the moment. And so we were both okay with that. Uh, we didn't really want a, a commitment or a marriage because uh, both our marriages had left a kind of bitter taste in our mouth. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's how we went about starting things. And, um, it's funny because I did go out, um, with friends and, and family members and I did meet other guys. Um, but I was just not interested. Um, uh, I, to be honest, I don't know what exactly was that, was different from my now husband to the other guys that, um, were intending to, um, talk to me. I, 
I know that for me, I wasn't looking for a relationship and that was the last thing on my mind. I had way too many other priorities like getting my life in order and providing for my daughter and, you know, legal issues and so on. So that was kind of the last thing on my mind. And I think the fact that um, it didn't start with him pursuing me um, in a romantic manner, I think is maybe the difference that allowed us to get to know each other and for things to progress into something else, as opposed to going out and meeting these guys and let me get your number or trying to hook up and stuff. And that wasn't really my scene. Um, I felt like um, it was, it just wasn't me. Although I was ready to try to find myself again and be someone outside a marriage. Um, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to be myself again. And so it was really hard. Um, but I just knew that I, I had freedom now and I wanted to be able to embrace that because I had been so restricted before. And, um, I was just happy to have been able to be broken from that. Um, so it wasn't really my intention to jump into a relationship or anything like that. Things just kind of worked out that way. And um, like I said, there was no commitment. There was no, and honestly, he was actually going to go back to um, Puerto Rico where he's from. And so he was getting out of the Navy here soon. And so he was going to go back. And so we both knew that. So I think that also had a lot um, to play into the decision that we kind of made about where we stood with each other. Um, but not only that, I think for me, it was fear of um, committing to a person that could potentially put me in the same situation in which um, I was put just previously, right? It's traumatic experience. Um, and I was scared. And so, you know, it sounds contradicting because you would think if I was scared, then I wouldn't even engage in um, even maybe potentially getting to know anybody. But I don't know, things just happened the way that they did. And I think that um, there was a strong... Uh, driving force behind our relationship because he was a, he was a friend and he was there uh, no matter what and he was just honestly a good friend and supportive and um, I don't know I don't know how else to explain it but I I do know that um, I highly highly doubted. Um, there to be potential even with him or anybody else and no matter how much the relationship progressed you know and I you know even when I did want more I was still afraid and I thought no I can't I can't do this again I can't take that risk and so it's really hard to break out of that fear of um not being able to find happiness and of not being vulnerable because, you know, vulnerability to me um, has always kind of mirrored weakness, which I know is not true. Um, 
but I always felt that um, because I let myself be vulnerable with a with this person, that they were able to take it, take advantage, and take advantage of me. And so I kind of just always had that fear, even though he proved to me that time and time again that he wasn't that way or I wasn't planning on doing those kinds of things. I think the other funny um, aspect of our relationship is that he he said that he would never get involved with someone that had a child, which I didn't blame him. Um, even now that I have children and I've been the one in a new relationship that brought a child into the relationship, I think like, I don't know if I could do it. And I know that sounds selfish, but it's a difficult situation to put yourself in to raise somebody else's child. Um, and so, uh, I remember him telling me, you know, that he always told himself that he would never engage in a relationship with someone that had a child from an outside relationship. And, um, and I, that didn't hurt my feelings. I mean, I totally understood that. Um, so as time went by, um, things just seemed to get more and more serious, um, whether we liked it or not. And it, it was a mutual feeling. And so I remember, I want to say, actually, you know, um, so we were seeing each other and, um, my mom made a comment like, oh, well, you know, he knows you have a child, so you, you should take your kid with you too. So, and not that we didn't go out with, um, my daughter cause we did, but I think my mom saw that the degree of the relationship. And so, um, I think she figured like, this is not just, you know, casual, like, okay, if this is what you guys are going to do, then, you know, do it right. Include your daughter more. And so we did, I remember one night we went to dinner my daughter wouldn't stop crying the whole time we were at the restaurant, screaming bloody murder. And I'll never forget his face. I remember thinking like, <laughs> this is it. He's never going to call again or take me anywhere again. Like, this is exactly why, one of the reasons why he probably didn't want to date someone with a child. It was just, honestly, it was kind of embarrassing because she was just screaming at the top of her lungs and nothing I did would calm her down. And it was just not a pleasant experience. Um, but regardless, he, uh, he, he kept coming back. So, um, I guess that wasn't enough to scare him off. Uh, and, um, I remember one time we went to the mall and, um, he, <laughs> we went to the mall and he was struggling so much to, uh, un to unfold the stroller. And I was like, here, I can do it. I can do it. And he was so adamant. Like, no, I, I got it. I, I can do it. I'll figure it out. And he, it took him a bit, but he figured it out. 
and we walked through the mall and he helped me push the stroller. Um, and he was just a good sport. Like, <laughs> I'm sure it was very uncomfortable for him, but I mean, he tried his best no matter what, um, no matter how uncomfortable or how difficult the situation was. And to be honest with you, I think that's one of the things that probably made me fall harder and faster. Um, just seeing the way that he cared and engaged with my daughter, even though it's something that he never imagined he wanted or needed to do in his life. And, um, you know, I think about those times and I can't help but to crack up now because, I mean, so much has happened since then and, and he's he learned how to be a parent with her uh, without being her biological parent. Um, even before we were anything serious, he was already being a parent. And so um, I just think it's funny how things work out that way, right? We always say like, I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do that. And life has a funny way of humbling you and having you do exactly that. <laughs> um, and so uh, one day, um, I remember we were um, at his place and Kaylee was, <laughs> we were just, we were in the room and we were playing with her toys on the bed. And he, uh, he stands up to get something and she literally says papa straight to his face and uh, my husband's very dark complected uh and i swear he went as pale as the walls he just stood there and then she said it one more time papa just straight into his eyes <laughs> And I remember just feeling like, what is happening? Um, but yeah, he got labeled dad very, very early in the relationship. And not because anyone taught her that, not because anyone told her, she just connected dad with him. And so, um, I don't know, very early on, they seem to have like this very close uh, father-daughter bond. Um, and it was really cute to watch, but it was hard to watch because I knew he was leaving soon. Um, and, he, and he did. He got out, shipped his stuff and left. And so that was, that sucked. It was really, really hard. Um, and although we kind of decided that that was going to be it once he moved, um, it didn't happen that way. He kept coming back to visit. Um, and then we made it official on one of his trips back. And then, um, of course he moved back <laughs> to PR and then came back for her first birthday and then decided that he was going to move back um, in December permanently um, to be with us. And so things really moved fast. 
Um, and it wasn't my intention and I don't believe it was his either. Uh, things just seemed to work out that way. Um, but something that I have explained to people because, you know, I think people sometimes don't understand. And I think that for me, um, my really, my previous relationship had been over a long time ago. Um, it had become a facade. Uh, it was a show for everyone. Nobody really knew. Very few people knew what was going on behind closed doors. And so um, for people to, to probably see, to see that was probably, or not probably, I know people were judging and talking and saying like, oh, already so fast and so on. And so, yeah, from the time we met to the time we officially started um, dating to everything, yeah, that was a short span of time, maybe six to nine months. But um, in reality, I mean, my previous relationship had been over years ago. Um, you know, there's this disconnect when you're in an abusive relationship. Um, you start falling out of love uh, little by little. The more abuse, the more um, disrespect. You know, I, I always explain it to my now husband. It's like a, a glass of water that is um evaporating you know and every single hit or abusive comment or disrespect it just it's a little bit of water just evaporating little by little and that full glass of love um or care or whatever emotions or feelings you had in that relationship they slowly start to disintegrate and so um, you, you try to, um, create this story, right? Like, oh no, um, I do still love them or I do still feel the same way or I have to try because this is the right thing to do. This is my marriage. This is my relationship, X, Y, Z, you know, my kids, I have to do it for my kids. Um, but all those things are not really based on love. It's based on a one thing, fear, and another thing um, is uh, embarrassment. You know, you don't want to show that you're a failure and your relationship is a failure, um, and that your family fa fails, right? Um, and so you lie to yourself, and you keep lying to yourself, and you keep pushing uh, this lie. And you keep living this lie. Um, and people people that haven't lived it won't understand. So um, when you see people get out of relationships and you see them move on quickly, quote unquote, but to you in the outside words, in the outside world seems quick, right? But for that person, it's not because they've been out of love and disconnected and technically not really in a relationship emotionally with someone for so long, you know, um, to the outside world. Yes. Ye, that relationship ended at the moment they found out it ended, but not for the person that is disengaged emotionally. Um, 
And so uh, I think that that's something important that people should acknowledge because it's so easy, again, we it's so easy to place blame, to judge and say, oh, look at her, look at him, you know? Um, and for me too, I thought, like that's kind of rude and disrespectful. Like I got cheated on and left on for left for somebody else, and that was okay. Pe- a lot of people didn't really judge that. But then as soon as I met someone and I started dating, oh, that was a big problem to the outside world, you know, because how dare I? And because I'm a mom and my child should come first, which she did. I did all the things to take care of her by myself. I'd, I didn't have help. Um, her biological father was not helping. Um, so, you know, I did all the things that had to be done. My daughter was where she needed to be and had what she needed to have. And so, um, it wasn't like I was, um, neglecting her and only looking for my needs. Uh, and ultimately in the end, you know, I fulfilled other needs for her that she needed inadvertently, you know, she needed a father figure and I wasn't looking for one, but, you know, the universe granted her one and, and she, she deserved that. And, um, you know, I think sometimes the universe works in mysterious ways. Um, I think that, uh, what's meant for you is meant for you. And, um, I think that my daughter and I were meant to finally have um, a good family and a good relationship and um, safety and security and love. And uh, that's what was waiting for us in the place we least expected, right? Um, I least expected to find um, love in a recruiting station. I least expected to find love at the lowest point of my life. I least expected to find love as a single mother. Um, and I wasn't looking for it. And uh, I just think that I was very lucky and blessed to, to be where I was and to find who I did in the moment that I did. And I know that um, I I had a lot of healing to do. Um, I'm aware of that now. In that moment, I don't think I realized it. I thought just getting out of an abusive relationship was it, that that was going to fix everything um, without thinking really the damage that it, it caused and the PTSD and the trauma uh, on top of the other trauma I had from the military. So, you know, I had trauma before and I went into an abusive relationship and then I got trauma from that. And then I jumped into a new relationship without really healing or, um, fixing myself. And that's just, you know, um, it's just experience and maturity and knowledge and that I didn't have. And so I think that my um, advice would be for those that are um, coming out of, even just coming out of a relationship, right? It doesn't have to be abusive, but most more, most importantly, if it is um, an abusive relationship, you know, I think it's important to ha- try to heal first before jumping into a new relationship because you do bring that baggage 
Um, and you know, it, it causes strain on your relationship and you don't mean to, and you don't want to, but you can't help it. Right. Um, the damage is already done. And so I think it's also healthy to be, um, knowledgeable about abusive relationships and healthy relationships so that you know how to differentiate the difference because you might think you're aware now once you get out, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you do. Um, Maybe there are aspects of your abusive relationship that you didn't realize were abusive um, and you're only concentrating on, you know, certain aspects of what you consider abuse, right? And so then that way you you don't risk jumping into another abusive relationship that's similar or different, right? Because abuse comes in different ways or different shapes and forms. Um, I think that it's always, and it's also good to, you know, trust your instincts, um, not to rush, which I guess I'm not a good person to give advice on that one, but you know, don't rush things, um, let things take their course. Um, and, and it's important to identify your triggers to your new, um, partner, you know, because they, that way they can understand, right. If you don't ever express those things and you start, you know, they start coming up later, then it kind of feels like you're comparing your new partner to your old abusive partner. And that's not healthy, right? It, it brings other kinds of feelings and other issues. And it's not that you're comparing, right? You're saying like, this reminds me of that. You, you acting like that triggers me. And so at that point, it's kind of, it's more, it becomes a trigger to your partner because it it does feel like a comparison when in reality, they're not right. If they're not abusive and they're not a bad person, when you say those things, it makes them feel that way. And so I think it's important to identify what your triggers are beforehand so that your partner, your new partner knows to avoid or knows that if it's accidentally done and you're triggered, you know, it's not because you're comparing or you think they're the same or, you know, it's because of the trauma. And so, um, I think most importantly to, um, to prioritize yourself, um, after leaving an abusive relationship, make sure that you take time to care for yourself and whatever that might be, right? For me, it's exercising. Like I've told you guys before, I exercise for my mental health. Um, yeah, extra perk is that you potentially look better, right? But for me is the feeling. I feel good, you know, um, and that's my self-care. And I try to make sure I do that every day. It's important for me to start my day exercising, moving, and um, just it's, it makes me feel good about myself. It makes me, um, it gives me time to think, sort out my thoughts, um, and start my day with a fresh, uh, fresh brain, fresh body, fresh everything, you know? So, um, I think it's important to instill that, uh, habit, um, when you do move on because, um, you lose so much of yourself 
and uh, you invest so much in that other person and in trying to regain control that sometimes you lose yourself. So self-care is very important. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I think that's about it for today. I just wanted to kind of touch on um, getting involved in a relationship after getting out of a long relationship or an abusive relationship, um, I think it's important to to uh, acknowledge the damage that has been done and try to fix it so you don't bring it into a new healthy relationship and then potentially cause damage there. Um, so anyway, I just want to say that I found love in a hopeless place um, and in a hopeless space. Uh, I wasn't looking for it. I found it. Um, I was very lucky for that. And um, there's someone out there for everyone. And um, not everybody's bad. Not everybody's out to hurt us. And the universe is full of surprises. So keep your head up and... Um, Remember that you deserve all the good things in the world and you're worthy. So I'm going to wrap it up with that. Uh, remember to drink your celery juice, make moto moves, and um, ooh, move your body. Self-care every day. Do something for yourself. And uh, thank you for listening again. And I'll catch you guys next week. Take care. Bye, guys. Have a great weekend. Uh -huh.